Okay, let's get started with this year's Parshas Chayasara, Tav Shin Ayin Vav, and we start off with Rashi. Rashi on the first Pasuk has a lot to say. Every line of this Rashi is discussed at length. We'll start with a comment on the second Rashi, and then we'll get back to the first Rashi. So the first Pasuk tells us, Vayu Chayesara, Mea Shana, Ve'esrim Shana, Ve'sheva Shanim. The Pasuk is screaming out to be darshaned. These are the years of Sarah, 100 years, 20 years, 7 years. Again, why? The repeat. Shnei Chaye Sarah. The years of the life of Svar. So we'll start again with the second Rashi, which is bo- Rashi is bothered. Why the second phrase? What is needed by that last phrase of Shnei Chaye Sarah? It already says, Sarah was 127. What Shnei Chaye Sarah? Rashi says, Kulan Shavin Litova. They are all equal. Litova. They were all good. They were all positive. And the question is, what is Rashi trying to emphasize here? Kulan Shavan Latova. As if someone else didn't have them, or we would have thought otherwise about Sarah Imenu? Of course, she was the first female Jew. She was the one that laid the groundwork for, for all Jewish women in the future in history. So why would we have thought they weren't Shavan Latova? What's the emphasis? So if you look in this first source, in the Lachsos, Benoam Hashem, he quotes in creative... Uh, insight, a sharp thought from Rabbi Kiva Eger. Kiva Eger says on line two, Kiva Eger says as follows, Hikshom Afarshim, Lama Lochaisa Sarah, Ayin Hei, Kufayin Hei Shanim, Kamo Avram. The question that some Afarshim ask is, why was it the first two Jews, right, the ones that laid the groundwork, you might have thought that they should live the same amount of time, same years. Avram, though, lived a lot more. Avram was 175. And Sarah was only 127. So why was that? Why did Avram live longer? Assuming that these would be laying the foundation. There should be equality. Vitirtsu, says Rabbi Kiva Eger. <coughs> the Medrash tells us there are various opinions about how old Avraham was when he recognized HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's a Rambam and a Raiva. We discussed that a few weeks ago. But the Medrash in our... In, uh, in Medrash Rabbah, in Bracious, says 48. He was 48. Says Rabbi Kivager, we hold, we assume, then once someone recognizes HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when they come to be Mistofis Tachas Kanfei Ashkina, when they come, when they convert Gershon, this guy, they're like a new person. Somebody converts like a new person. Well, there was no conversion then, so recognition of Hashem was as if one was reborn. I recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu now. I'm a new person. Avinu was new from age 48. Well, it says Rebbe let's think about it. From age 48, really, was when Avraham was born. That's when he recognized HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How long till 175? 127. Exactly equal to the years of Sarah. And Sarah had it from when she was born. Sarah lived 127. Avram lived 127 in the recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So really, they were equal in a sense. Now it says the Lachsos, Benoam Hashem, now we understand the Rashi. By Sarah, Kulan Shavin Latova. They were all Latova. Because Sarah had it from, from birth. Rashi Lomar, in the second paragraph, Shnei Chayei Sarah, Kulan Shavon Latova, Shemisha Shenolda Atzof Yamea, from start to finish, Hikira Esbara, she recognized her creator. Right, we know, there are many sources, women are naturally more connected to HaGadosh Baruch Hu. 
Part of why women have the Bini Yisera, some suggest it's because Chava ate from the Eitz Hadas first. Whatever the reason is, women are naturally more, they have less mitzvos. They need less mitzvos because they're more naturally connected to HaGadosh Baruch Hu. Sarah got it right away, right when she was born, her whole life, 127, and Avram have it for the 127 years that he recognized HaKadosh Baruch Okay, that gets us started tonight. Rabbi Akiva Eik. Now let's go back to the first Rashi. The first Rashi. And of course, Rashi is bothered, quoting Chazal. What is the emphasis of 127, but with a Shana after each one? She was 100 years, 20 years, and 7 years. We will not discuss this year the Medrash about the symbol, symbolic nature of 127. To 127, the Medrash says it relates to 127 provinces of Esther and Achashverosh, and Rabbi Akiva gave that as a drusha to wake up his Talmidim who was sleeping in Shir, but in past years we have discussed that Medrash. But here we'll discuss Rashi. Says Rashi, Why does it say Shana by each and every statement, each and every phrase year? To teach us that each one should be darshan by itself. A hundred and twenty and seven. What does that mean? Bas kuf kabas chaflachet. A hundred could be compared to twenty. She was at a hundred as if she was twenty regarding fate, regarding sin. Ma bas chaflochata. Just like a twenty year old has not yet become, entered into the world of hate, ultimately because up until 20 years old, we're not punished 20 years old, obviously, is younger, but is 20. When she was 100, she was, as if she, she was as if she was 20. As if she didn't sin. And when she was 20, she was like she was 7, regarding her beauty. So she was like a 20-year-old in sin, just 20. So she didn't have any accumulated sins. And when she was 20, she was like 7. So a number of questions asked on this. We'll ask one. 20 like 7? Isn't a woman more beautiful at age 20 than at age 7? At age 7, maybe she's cute. But age 20 is the one of the high points of beauty. So what is it? And Sarah was one of the beautiful women. So why does it say that? She, at 20, she was like 7 for Yofi. For beauty. What does that mean? Says the Noam Elimelech. Rav Elimelech Miluzhinsk. We haven't done enough of his Torah. Says the Noam Elimelech in source number two. Quotes Rashi. Vayu chayi sarah. Pirish Rashi. Bas kuf kabas chav. Kabas zayin liyofi. Lechora. My nafkamina. Shaisa bas zayin liyofi. Besides the, our question of 20 is more beautiful than 7, but what difference does it make? What is that teaching us? You could say we, by sin, by hate, we understand. Right at 100, she was like, she was 20. We understand the message. She was so perfect. But 20 like 7? What is that? Even if a 7-year-old would be more, as beautiful. So what, what's the message? Venire. If, if Rivka got married very young, as we know later on in the Parsha, I guess 7-year-olds could also be beautiful. Maybe everything happened earlier in those days. But either way, what's the nafkamina for us? Venire. Derashi zal kivem bedvar av Albeiz Madrego Shemuchuyev Adam Liz Naivem Kol Yemechayev says the Noam Elimelech. Rashi is hinting to us the two areas of our life which we always have to focus on, two areas of our Avodas Hashem that we need to have on our radar. Dahainu Ha'echa, number one, 
says Lenorm Elimelech, Lehi Zoher, Ulihi Shomer, Bim Od Maod, Mikol Chaitva Avon. We have to focus on the 365 Losa we have to make sure to do exactly what we need to do and not to do what we're not allowed to do. Shalo yavar chas v'shalom al shum mitzvah asei v'losa asei. The letter of the law. Every sif in Shulchan Aruch, what we have to do, every mitzvah, every one of the 613. That's part one. We think we've got to do the 613 and we're home free. No. 613 is part one of our avoda. And 613 are 613 categories. Right, there's more than really 613 actions. So number one says the Nomali Malach, we have to do exactly what HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us. But then there's a second area. Umadrega Beis, Dahainu, Gam Dvarim Hamutarim, Kemoachila, Vishtia, Umalbushim, Vechadome. Other areas of our life which are not obligatory or forbidden. There are other areas of stuff that we do, that we need to do, because we need to live. We need to eat, when we're, even if we're not eating a Suda's mitzvah. We need to drink, we need to get dressed, we need to go shopping, we need to... All the other things in life that, that are not included in obli- obligation or iser, v'chadome, sarak lahachnes hakol alakdusha, l'chavim bo'em l'shamayim. Even outside the world of specific assays and los assays, we have to try to make our life fit into Avodah Hashem. We have to do whatever we can to try to have our life categorized as service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Dahainu, Adam Shemal somebody who gets dressed. If somebody puts on nice clothes, why am I wearing nice clothes? Who am I giving cover to? Yehei Kavanaso Lekashe Diokna Demalka. I'm, I have to sell him Elohim. I am a servant of the king. I'm, I'm family of the king. I have to act presentable. I have to be presentable. I have to be an Orlagayim. I have to be someone who shines, who people look at and recognize that they live on a higher plane. Not for me. Why am I putting on nice clothes? Because I like nice clothes, because I like to look very spiffy and, and uh, perfect. No, because I want to be an Eved Hashem. V'chein b'chol that's just an example of clothing. B'chol davar ye kavanaso l'ashamayim. This is beyond mitzvahs and averos. Right, it's beyond everything else I do. V'chasher yisnaikach, as I call mashayilo, hein mamon, hein malvushim. So everything I have, every one of my assets, yaspik et atzmo b'mashayishlo, I'll be happy with what I have, v'yismak b'hem, v'chayiv chayim shalo, that is, we will be satisfied and fulfilled and feel great if that's our attitude. But if we're not focusing and we're using it as an ends and not as a means, we'll never have enough. As Kohela says, whatever we love, we'll want more of. Oev Torah, lo yispa Torah. Oev clothing for its own benefit, for its own purpose, lo yispa clothing. Whatever it is. Vinim sachai, vinim chai, vinim chai, shalom. So said the normal Melech, now we can understand the depths of Rashi. The depths of each statement in Rashi. Bas kuf kabas chof That's in terms of part one, area of Avodah Hashem. At a hundred, she was like twenty in terms of her mitzvahs and averos. 
not obligated, not nothing, uh, no stains. Then bas yofi. What is yofi? Yofi beauty. Says that refers to everything else in life that we look at. Our gashmius. A seven-year-old doesn't have the same type of mentality as a twenty-year-old. When we're twenty, we're usually into our. Maybe it's a. It's an age that we're very into ourselves. It's very. We're very focused on uh, our physical yofi, possibly right. Other areas. Says the normally Melech, Sarah was like a seven-year-old. In the rest of life, she was like a seven. Na- a, a sweet naivete. A sweet everything. I have whatever I have. My parents give me. Hashem gives me. Kamotino kshehu mekashi datsmo. Ain't your deal is fire. showed list kashif akishud yakar. No, I'll wear whatever I find. So too Sarah. She was like a seven-year-old in terms of how she viewed. She had no taiva for more. Regarding everything else in life. Kol Kavanase was all a shame shamayim. So a hundred like twenty and twenty like seven. Noam Elimelech. Moving right along. So what does Rashi tell us? Sarah lived 127. and she dies. We haven't heard about Sarah in a couple of prakim. Where was the last time we met Sarah? The last parak we had was about the Akedah. She wasn't there. Previous parak was Avram making a treaty with Avimelech. She wasn't there. Right? Then the four kings and the five kings, she wasn't there. Lot, Stone. She wasn't, she's, we haven't heard from Sarah in a while. And all of a sudden, she's dead. All of a sudden, she dies. And Chazal wonder, what happened? Fatama Sarah, Bekiris Arba, Yichevron, Beretz Kenan. Sarah dies. Vayavo Avraham, Lispola Sarah, Valiv Kosa. Avram comes and gives a hespid. Valiv Kosa and cries. So he gets up, he speaks to Bnei Ches, Vichulu. Says Rashi. Again, Pasuk Beis. Famous Rashi. We don't know anything about what happened to Sarah, so let's assume that it has to do with the previous section of the Torah. Sarah dies right after Akedas Yitzchak. Because she hears about the Akeba, that her son was about to be shechted, and he just barely wasn't shechted, which is unclear what did Sarah hear. Did she hear that he was taken to the Akedah and that she had a heart attack right then and she didn't hear the end of the story? Or she heard that it was almost and she was like, it was so close. It was, it was, it was so shocking itself. Her neshama left her and she died. It's Rashi that we know. The Satan, right? A lot of uh, emphases that this was. Some say that this was also part of the test. Would Avraham regret it after he sees what happened? He lost his wife because of the Akedah. Would he regret it now? That was also part of the test. Or others suggest, we've discussed in the past, the fact that he couldn't share with Sarah. What he was about to do, that was also part of the test. Because usually, if you have spousal support, it's easier to get through difficult times. And so, and Aaron couldn't say a word. That also was part of the, part of the Nisayim. But either way, this is what, this is what, uh, Rashi tells us. Ezrev Chaim Shmulevitz. Source number three in the Sichas Musr. But Nisayim Akedas Yitzchak, Matzinu Havdel Ben Avram Lasara. I have a question, Ezrev Chaim. Why? Did Avraham and Sarah react differently? Avraham kavashes rachmav v'lokachas ma'achelos l'shchodes b'no yichid olam is beach. Avraham hears about it, 
he accepts it, he's able to deal with it, he takes his knife, for three days he walks, and he goes, the Ilusara Avram. Sarah, as we know from last week's parsha, was on a greater level than Avraham in Nevua. When she hears about it, she goes into shock. Why? Why couldn't Sarah handle it? She was even more connected, you might say. So why did Abraham, he was okay, okay, whatever, as, as good as he could be. Why couldn't Sarah handle it? Achain says, the Sichas Musar, it's simple. The answer is straightforward. <laughs> the question is then what we can learn from it. But first, what's the answer? Achain, line 10. Avram Avinu, Ichnisu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, L'toch HaNisoyon, La'at, La'at. Avram Avinu told Avram about it, little by little. Little by little. Kachna, Ezbincha, Ezichidcha, Asherahavta. Little by little. Finally, it's like, no, no, not right away. Come, quiet, come. Couple of days. Take it easy. Slowly. Laat laat. That's exactly what it is. I have two sons. Which son? I love both. This was a yachid. Shnei Yohev. He wasn't have. He didn't have tirifadas because it was a slow process. How a kaddish baruch quote broke him the news. Harelanu line fifteen. Sheilu gila kaddish baruch hu laavram mitchila. Shum avakish bimen alakachas. Is he itzchak alosalolav? Avram Hashem would have said to Avram, "Let's go kill your son." Maybe the same thing would have happened. Maybe he also would have gone into shock. Haisa died. Don't interfere, alav. Flo hayayachalamod benisayon. He maybe he wouldn't have been able to do it. Kimet shabala pitom. Hashem knew that human beings can't be shocked. Slowly breaking to allow the idea to be accepted, allow the idea to be digested, to process the information. Avram had time to process. And Avram was able to, to, to digest that. And then it's Yechitcha. Digest that. Asher Ahavta. He read, he was, made himself able. He was able to overcome it. He was able to deal with it. Even to accept it so much, as we pointed out in the past, that on the third day, what does the Pazak say? He got up in the morning, he was able to sleep the night before. He was able to sleep. Not worried. How many times do we have things going on in our life? The next day we can't sleep. We toss and turn Avraham. This is what Hashem wants me to do. He was able to. That was Avraham. But Sarah, Sarah wasn't given that. Why? That's a question. But Sarah, we just saying what? We're describing. Hashem didn't give that way to Sarah. And therefore, the reaction that she had. Lokain Sarah Imenu, line 22. Because when we hear about things slowly, so then it's processed and we deal with it in a more calm way. If we hear a shock, so then that's the reaction. Where else do we see this as of Chayish Let's give you another example. Chushim. Quoted this many times. Chushim, the son of Don. The story of Masechah Sota. Coming up in Dafyomi. This, this coming week, 
Avram Avinu, Yitzchak Avinu, they're already in Marasamachpela. Now it's Yaakov's turn. The Shvatim are there, they bring Yaakov Avinu, and they're about to go in, and what happens? Esav shows up. Esav, haven't seen you in a while. Esav comes, sorry, you're not going in. That last spot is reserved for me. It's reserved for me. No, what do you mean? No, no, you sold it. You sold it. No, no what do you mean? I only sold the, the, the double portion. I'm still the oldest child. I go in, and no, you sold both. Yeah, prove it. Okay, how prove it? We know the story. Naphtali is sent back to Mitzrayim. Naphtali, Shukal Baraglov, Yelich, Yav, Yisashtar. Then the Gemara says, line 26, Chushim, Bereta, Don, Tamon, Havei. Chushim, the son of Don, was there. All the Shvatim and their grandchildren were all there, burying the grandfather. And Chushim was there, the son of Don, the Yekirin, Le'udnei. We know he was deaf. He couldn't hear well. Or at all. What is going on here? It's clear. Well, it says his ears were heavy. Was he deaf? If he was deaf, well, then he could, he could understand, uh, he could read lips. Something. He, he, he's told. Well, you know, Esav's here. We're waiting. We have to go get the star. We're coming back. And what does Hushim do? He doesn't understand what they're talking about. We're waiting the whole time. My grandfather is here. He's waiting for nothing because this Russia is standing here blocking the way. What does Chushim do? He takes the law into his own hands and he gets rid of Esav. Right, that's the Gemara. And the question is asked, why was Chushim able to, to cut through the situation, to be able to see it clearly what the Shvatim, his own father, couldn't do? Right? How is that? How was he able to, to connect and to realize what to do? Says of Chayesh you know why? Because all the other Shvatim slowly, slowly got used to the situation. First they saw Esav, then there was a conversation, then there was an explanation, and slowly, slowly they were mitragel, they got accustomed to the situation, and they were able to deal with it. But in this context, it wasn't a good dealing with. You sh- we shouldn't have been able to, to accept it. Yaakov, was lying here. Esav, Russia. So Chushim had the shock effect, because he didn't know what was happening. All of a sudden he's told, Esav, Yaakov, boom! And that's what he did. And that's what was needed in that situation. Because processing and letting it digest is not always the right way to do it. Avram and Sarah had that difference. That was just the difference in reality. Pushim, in this case, the shock effect was appropriate. Line 10. This Mida, being able to cope with situations, is put into a person... They help us deal often with very difficult situations. Sometimes, says Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, writing not so long ago, somebody's going through a difficult sorrow, somebody's sick, and the family has time to accept a diagnosis, to accept a situation, to accept a reality. Often, Rahman al-Islam, things are sudden. But sometimes families have times to accept and that, in a sense, makes it easier because they're able to cope with it because they see it coming. And it's not a shock. And Rav Chayish says, I don't understand how it is that certain people were able to live through the Shoah, live through the Holocaust and come out 
not having lost their minds based on what they saw and still having strong emuna. How is it possible? Hachuvahi, he says, of course, Hashem was with them too. Why were they the survivors? But he says, Hachuvahi, he says, maybe part of it is because they saw the Hittar Darut. They saw slowly, slowly this started occurring. It was sudden, but it was also something that they were able to get used to. The, the, the Gehenim that they were in. This is part of, part of life. That we have something and we get used to it. But now he says, but what's the muster for us? What can we learn from this? Maybe he says what we can learn from it is kind of in the opposite way. Sometimes we have a shock, but then it wears off. Sometimes it's good to wear off. But sometimes it's not good to wear off. Now he gets into the second half of his words. Sometimes we have moments of inspiration. We're on fire. It's Yomim no Royim. We know this is what I want to do. It's Rosh Hashanah. It's Yom Kippur. We feel it. And then a month later, not as hot. The fire's cooled off a little bit. It's the same root midah of people getting used to things. Says of Chayash Volevitz, in those types of situations, we have to try not to get used to it. We have to try to keep it exciting. Kasher himachlisha umevateles kol his oris latova shalahadam. It's burning. What does the Pazak say? The Kutzker. You have to have a fire in us. We can't let it out. Some people that we know are always on fire. Whenever we see them, they're jumping, they're excited, they're, they're into it, they're psyched. And sometimes we can look at them and say, hopefully be inspired by them. We have to be on fire. But nature tells us that as time passes, get slower, slower. We have to do what we can to keep the excitement. This mida of getting used to. Avraham was able to get used to it, and that's why he was able to do it. Sarah did not have any chance to get used to it. That's a difference in reality. We're not asking now why Hashem did that, but that's that was in Hashem's domain. But now we're saying that if there is a shock in a good thing, a shock, a moment of inspiration, a light bulb goes on in our spiritual minds, we have to do what we can not to let the fire and not get used to it. And he quotes the Yavetz. Many quote this Yavetz on Pirkei Avos, where he writes that the Pasuk in Yechezkel tells us, line 26, There's a halacha. When somebody goes to the base of Migdash, they can't go out the same door or doorway that they went in. You go in the north, you got to go out the south. You can't go in and out the same doorway. Why not? I parked on this side. Why can't I go out the same side? We can't imagine. We're all gonna put, there's going to be a humongous parking lot. Bismana Migdash. We're all going to have to go back to horses and camels? No, of the parking lot. So we'll all park. I parked on this side of the Migdash, this side of our bias. That's what I want to go back to. No, you got to go out the other side. Why? It's a pasuk in Yechezkel. Says the Yavetz, because the base of Migdash is a place that's supposed to inspire. We're supposed to go in and we're like, whoa, what beauty. Oh, it's amazing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows that even a second time of experiencing something is not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Those who still live in Chutz Laaretz, the second say there. It's a little bit... It's second. We did this last night. If you have once, a one-time event, a one-time the first day, says the Chassid Yavetz, 
You go in one way, you come out a different way. We want you to keep that inspiration. Keep it. Shelo hashar beis pa'amim. Pein yishva be'enav hashar l'shar beiso. Maybe you'll think, oh, this is, I also have nice, nice beauty in my house. V'kiros ha'bayas l'kiros of. V'zeh ha'ya in chayta egel. Even says that was the chayta egel. Shaya ha'oel b'socha ma'chem ma'asu bo. V'yamr ha'seh lanu elokim. Moshe Rabbeinu hirkash b'zeh. V'chulu. Moshe said that they didn't have the same excitement. Skip down, line 35. Shouldn't melt away. We should keep it. And we have to do what we can to keep it. And then he quotes the Gemara in Sanhedrin, which we're not going to go into so well, so deeply now, about Palti ben Laish. The Gemara says that Palti ben Laish, the man who Michal was given over to, Michal, the, the wife, of David Amelech, the daughter of Shaul. Shaul gives Michal to Palti. When he, she, was, he was, she was married already. The Gemara says Palti took a sword and put it onto his bed and stuck it into his bed to remind him. Why did he do that? It says of Chaim because he knew that he was inspired, but he wanted to keep the inspiration. He wanted to make sure that it didn't wear off. He didn't get used to the situation. Every day he turns over to the next page. Every day has to be opening day. Every day has to be the first day. The first day of anything, we're excited. We're excited. Even if it's work, even if it's school. Even school, the kids are, are okay the first day. Second day, not, not anymore. But the first day of anything, there's excitement. That's how we have to look, about life. look at life. Every day is opening day. Every day is excitement. And that's what we have to realize and take out of the realities that we learned from Avraham and Sarah's reaction to the Akkad. Okay. There's another little piece that he says at the end, I just gave you because it was in the same piece, the difference between Avraham and Sarah's reaction, but uh, I could look at line 22 to the end, a different answer. But now let's move on. Let's move on. There's a lot to say. We're focusing on the first couple of Sukkim here this year. Let's go to where Avraham was. Sarah dies, she's in Hebron, Avram comes and is masked her. Where was Avraham? Where had Avram been? Okay, he was at the Akedah, the end of the previous parsha. But then where did he go? We know the, Gemara, the, the Rashi tells us last, last, uh, last week's parsha, at the beginning of the Akedah, Yamim Rabim, right before the Akedah, where he was, he was this amount of uh, years 12 years in uh, Beersheba and 12 years uh, in Hebron. The whole, the whole calculation. But where did he come from now? It says he came. Vayavo. So that Rashi doesn't tell us. But there's a Medrash. Medrash tells us, if you look in source number 6, the Medrash says, line 2, Mehechan Ba, where did Avram come from? Rebbe Levi Amar Mikfuraso Shel Terach Lesaraba. He was burying his father. His father died. We learned at the end of Parshas Noah that really the math doesn't work out. Tarach really didn't die much earlier. The Torah says that. But really he didn't die yet, so he was burying his father. Amr Rabbi Yossi. If you do the math, says Rabbi Yossi, it doesn't work out. We know how long each of these people lived. Tarach died two years before Sarah died. It doesn't take two years to go from where Tarach was to where Avram was. To where Sarah was. Ela mehechan ba different shot. Says Rabbi Yossi, you know where he came from? Mehar Hamoria. 
He came from the Akedah. He came from Maria. Even after the Akedah, he, he stayed there. Why do you have to stay there for? Doesn't say. Two days in the Medrash. Did Avram come from Terach? Did Avram come from Har Hamoria? Explains the Kamoti Shalarov, the name of the Mashkiach, of Meir Chadosh. Lidaiti, this Medrash is not really a Machlokas. Elu ve'elu dirilukim chayim. You know what the Medrash is telling us? What did Avram come to do? Lispodlis aravaliv kosav. Ayavos Avram, he came to give Hespid. You know what they're arguing about? What the focus of Avram's Hespid was for his wife. It's not literal. He came from Haram Oriah. He came from Terach. It's the content of the Hespid of what he wanted to say about his wife. Line 7. What are you going to say about Sarah? She has so many miles, so many great things about her. What are you going to say? Amr Rabbi Levi, the first opinion was Shah You know what Avram focused and saw was her was the root, unique characteristic and factor. She helped me in my quest to spread monotheism. To reject Avodazara. I couldn't have done it without her. You know where Avram came to be masked her from? From burying Terach. From burying Terach and all that he stood for. That whole world that Terach came from. That's what Avram comes to give a hespid. Shaha'olam kulo ome mitzad echad, vulavado Avram's on one side, Avram a ivri. And the whole world is on the other side. He's the only one in the entire world. He spreads Emunah. What gave Avram the strength? Behind every great man is the one who really gives him the strength, and that's an unbelievable woman. The ultimate is there, Sarah Imenu. The Zeapirush Bamik for us shall Terach. Unbelievable. That he she helped him bury Terach. And that's what I'm talking about in the Hespit. Kasherba Avram Mahaspit Asara. Not the Lata Hespit Mik for us shall Terach. May I see you a harav. She gishala lik for us about a Zara shall Terach. Without her, she wouldn't have been able to do it. Number one. Number two. And if anybody has a simcha this week. Here's the Dvar Torah right here. The first element of the Simcha is that each of the spouses have to help each other in their connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But what's the other opinion? He came from Haram Oriah. What's the message? How was Avraham Zoha to have a son who was able and willing and ready to give their lives at the Akedah. Who gave Yitzchak the education to be able that he should reach a level? To be Yitzchak Avinu, Vayel Chushteim Yachtav, Sari Menu. She was the one, that was the Akeras Abayis, that paved the way for the children. Hashem commanded him to be Shechtah, turning the page. How? His whole life, he preached against this. 
He darshaned against us, and his own son knew this. How is Yitzchak ready and able and willing? You know why? Because he had a mother who his whole life said, you do what God wants. He had a mother who instilled in him the midos. It's the spousal support, and it's what they put into the children. Kasher higmagia malachu mitzave la'avam berega achron limona. Adayin avram v'yizrayin b'tuchim shizel ratzon shamayim. Minayin lochim kochos nefesh ke'elu weed. You get this from? From the chinuch that Sarah was mashrisha in her son. Beli Sarah lo hayagado ben shekazeh. Avram mehar hamariyaba. He comes from the Akedah to be Masbid Sarah. So both opinions, Elu Elu, they're both there to be Masbid. One, the focus is, she was my help. Number two, she was my help in raising the children. And that's ultimately what a marriage is about. It's about each other, and it's about the Hashpa'ah and the Chinuch that the couple gives to the children. Okay. So now let's get to the quantitatively largest part of the Parsha, and that is the story of Abraham sending Eliezer, Perach of Dalid, to go find a wife for Yitzchak. And we have 67 psukim on this story, one of the largest prakim, if not the largest parak in all the Torah. 67 psukim, you have a whole story repeated twice. Chazal already picked up on that. Why is it so repeated? Why is every detail given? But let's focus on one pasuk. One Pasik. If you look in Pasik, it's later on in the story. Pasik Lamites. Pasik Lamites. When Eliezer is saying over the story to Lavan and Besuel what he was supposed to be commanded and what he was uh, what his job was. So he says, My master made me swear, And I told him. Maybe maybe she's not going to want to come. Chazal pick up on the fact that this Ulai in Pasuk Lamites is spelled Aleph Lamed Yud, without the Vav. Ulai. As if you could read it, if you didn't know the Nikudos, Eli, to me. Eliezer is alluding to the fact here that he had his own daughter. And he really wanted and wished and dreamed that Yitzchak would marry his daughter. Avram Avinu said, no way. Aravidu said, you're a great Eved, but that's what you are. You are an Eved. A likes it. Bas Haisalolyezer Rashi says. Avram says, Bini Baruch Vata Arur. Sorry. We're from different worlds. That's the Rashi. Question. Asks the Talalechayim, the Chelban. Source number eight. This parsha of choosing a wife for Yitzchak, that's a pretty important task. As the Chavelin writes, it's somewhat more important than choosing a chief rabbi. Right? Choosing the second of the Imahos, that's major. That is an unbelievable responsibility. And what does Avram do? Eliezer, take care of it for me, okay? You got it? But, but, but what about my... No, you're an auror. But please take care of it for me. If he was such an auror, if he was so different, then how can Avram trust him with this task? Yes, he made him swear, and yes, he took it seriously. But how could Avram trust that he was going to get the right one? He explains on line 
Line three. We can't even fathom who Yitzchak Avinu was. We try to think about it. it it's, it's unfathomable who the Avos were. They were human, but we, we can't. Even just as a, as a, as a, a little, a little mashal, but it's not even. I've quoted in the past, Shabbos HaGadol time, the Chassam Sofer, when the, the, the Chassam got a new son-in-law. So the, uh, the sons told the new son-in-law, but at the say there, you can't look at Abba. You can't look at the Tata. It was Yiddish. It wasn't Hebrew. So he said, what do you mean you can't look at that? He said, we're just letting you know. You can't look at the Tata. You can't look at the Tata. Okay. What? Comes to the say there. He tries to look at the Chassam Sofer. His face was on fire. His face was shining. You couldn't look at him. And that's just the Chassam Sofer 200 years ago. Yitzchak Avinu. What the Rambam was. What called Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva. Yitzchak Avinu. To choose a wife for him. That's an unbelievable responsibility. This is a, a, a major decision. How did Avram trust him? Especially after he says that he's the Makulo. He's the cursed one. Im came Kasha line 8. Haketzad Zacha Lehishalach Adira Kokach. How is Eliezer Zoche for such a privilege? How, how do we know that he would get the right one? That's the question, the meta question on this whole story. How did he do it? Says the Talechai. Ella. Dafka ha'uvda sheheliezer is kalalios eved hizu shegonezes besoches atshuva. The fact that Eliezer is an oror is an eved. That's the answer itself. How is that the answer? Be'emes kenan is kalalios eved kshu eved who mumukam b'makom anachon ba'avuro. An eved has a job in life. He's at a certain level of the social strata, social ladder. And if the Eved does their avoda properly as an Eved, then they have fulfilled what they have supposed to fulfill. What is an Eved? An Eved is someone who loses their own independence, their own personality, and they totally act, totally act as an extension of the Adon. That's what an Eved is. And that's what an ultimate Eved is. And if they are loyal, and if they are reliable, and if they are trustworthy, they are the best shlichim, because they don't look at themselves as independent at all. I am my master. I am my Adon. If you look throughout the Parsha, we've pointed this out before, the Mepharshim do, it does not say the name Eliezer. We know it's Eliezer. It does not say Eliezer in the entire section. Nowhere. And throughout... Eliezer keeps saying, Eved, Eved Adoni, Eved Adoni, Eved Adoni. And then the Chalban has an amazing diuk. Amazing diuk. If you look at the beginning, we'll talk about this more soon, when uh, Eliezer is not sure how things are going to work out, how am I going to know? How am I going to know? What, is, what does he say? Vayomar with a shalshelis. Hashem Adoni Avraham, Hakri Nolafonai Ayom Bate Chesed, 
please, please do chesed. What should the Pasuk say? Please do chesed with me and give me a sign. He does not say that. Do chesed with Avraham and give me a sign. He's not there. Anything that happens is happening to his master. That's who you need to do chesed with. And then he does the sign. The, the, the young lady, or the girl, who I ask, and she says, take drinks, and uh, give to your two drinks also. To her you have proven to who? And then I'll know that you did chesed with Abraham. He's not there. He is a yad, yada arichta, we might say in halacha, of Avram Avinu. Line 21. Anu roen b'mahalecha parsha. Shel yezer evet Avram nimsa b'bitl muchla v'avram. Ein lo yishus atzmis b'chlau. He doesn't have his own standing. And that's what makes him a great evet. That's what he's supposed to be. An evet, remember, an evet in halacha has a lot of privileges. They get fed. If there's only one bed in the house, the evet gets the bed. Right? There's, there's privileges. It's all about Avram and his shlichas with Avram. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't say, yeah, I got this job. I'm going to take care of it. No. Where it's underlined. What's his first statement to them? Hi, I'm Eliezer. No. He doesn't even have a name. Doesn't have a name. And he quotes, he quotes a Zohar to this effect also. When he gets there, he says, I'm just a servant of Avraham. He doesn't even say, I'm a friend of Avraham. Ever Avraham Anochi. He, he, he was Mechabedes Avraham B'Maisaf. He did everything for his, for his master. Turn the page for a moment. Kemochein, look at source number nine. The continuation. Anu Roam Sheliezer, Spalo Lashem. He davins, the diak that we just mentioned, he davins, please show chesed. To Avram, it's an unbelievable diuk. He should have said, please show me chesed. Make my job easier. He doesn't have a job. Avram has a job. He's Avraham doing Avraham's job. That's why Avraham trusted him the most. Skip to the middle. How was he matzliach? How did Hashem do such a nace for him? Wasn't he an arur? Hashem did such a nace for him that the Rivka came right away? Yes. Because horror, it's not an insult in this regard. And that's why later on some of Farshim say, isn't that insulting? Aram says, no way, you're an horror, I'm a baruch. He's not saying that. He's saying you're an horror, and therefore you're in a different class, but you're the best. You're the best. You're my extension. He pushed out all of his independence and he was just an extension. If he would have made himself independent, line 27, the whole trip wouldn't have worked. And that's why Avram Avinu chose him because he's the one. That's why he chose this. Avram recognized this midah about him 
If he realized that Hashem would be with him, because that's me. That's it. I'm too old to go, but this is an extension of me. And therefore, he trusted him to find the second ima, the second of the imahos in of Klal Yisrael. And now the Chaban relates it to us. Relates it to us in a most beautiful way. The more we see ourselves as extensions of Hashem in life, the greater we'll have success in our lives. Eliezer was an Eved Avraham. We are all Avde Hashem. The more we lose our own independence and we just look at ourselves, misbat mevatel ourselves as extensions of Hashem, that's when we're going to have success and siyata deshmaya, and we're going to have a successful journey. Yafasi chasad shalav de avos. The bottom of the page. We're on page five. He has many more pages after this. We're just doing the first message. Who sowed his spotless Hashem Yisbarach. We have an Hashemah inside of us. That Hashemah comes from under the Kisiyah Kavit. We are children of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Turning over. When we look at ourselves... As shlichim, as avadim, that's when all the shefa bracha could come upon us. That's what we have to look at. Yes, we have to have self-confidence, we have to have self-worth, but we have to realize it's all service. We are shlichim in this world. We are shlichim. The concept of being a shliach is not only for Chabad. The concept of, there's a big conference this week, thousands are getting together. We are all shlichim for HaKadosh Baruch that's how we have to look at ourselves. Zedavar Yisodi, line 5. Ba'avod is Hashem. Yecholam anuliyot sinoros mufla'im l'shef eloki adir. All the kochos that we have, we all have different talents. If we look at all of our talents as Hashem gave me these talents to bring light to the world, to be a kiddush Hashem, to sanctify His name in all areas, in Jew, by Jews and by non-Jews. Then we'll be Zoha, the Siata de Shmaya, like Eliezer was Zoha. We have to be an Eved. Right? We look at it, it's not nothing negative that we are not God. We're different than Hashem. Eliezer also looked at himself like that too. I'm, I'm not Avraham. I'm not Avraham Avinu. He's the Adon, and I'm the Eved. And that's what we are in life too. And the more we lower ourselves, doesn't mean lower, feel like a nothing. Lower ourselves and realize that we are not independent. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us everything. And the more we try to connect our lives, that means following every nitty-gritty halacha. That means following every, whatever we could do. Both thoughts of the Noam Elimelech. Right? The more we do that, the more room there is for us to be the pipelines for Hashem. Shekein, look on line 13. The more we're a shliach, the more HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to give us Yat HaDashmaya. And the root of that, obviously, is anav, is humility. To realize that it's not me. To realize we are makablim. Anav is not a zilzal. It's not lowering a person. No. The greatest way that we can raise ourselves up is by lowering our own independence. A Balgaiva, as the Daf says in Masecha Sota, right? There's not, Hashem says there's no room for the two of us in this town. 
The more space that a Valgaiva takes up, the less space there is for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The less space we take up, the more HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in our lives. Right, he quotes, Zion line 29, Ein ladur ba'olam. There's, not, there's not room in this town for the both of us. That's the Gemara. That phrase comes from the Gemara. And the Zohar, man de'ihu ze'er, the one who makes themselves small, ihu rav, he's really great. Uman de'ihu rav, the one who makes themselves great and high, ihu ze'er, he's really small. And that is exactly the message of Eliezer Eved Avram. He was the greatest of Avadim. And we have to also try to be the greatest of Avadim as well. Okay. One thought that we've mentioned in past years, but I saw it this year in the words of the Abarbanel. A question the Gemara, the Rishonim, already talk about it. The Abarbanel is in the late 1490s. Right? The Abarbanel asked the question. It gives the answer that many also give, but it's good to review, and we've never seen it from him. And that's the question of Eliezer himself. Eliezer asks for a sign. We know the Torah tells us that we're not supposed to ask for signs from God. We're not supposed to base our behavior based on various events that occur. Right, whether it's superstition, whether it's going to dark forces, nichush, ma'onein, machashef, ov, yidoni, whatever all of these are, without getting into the details, we've discussed that in the mitzvah shir, uh, on the OU website, each one of those. But says the Abarbanel, quoting the question of the Rishonim, the early Rishonim, why was Eliezer allowed to do what he did? If this happens, so then I'm going to do this. Isn't that nichush? Isn't that a problem? Why, why, why isn't it? The Gemara in Chulin says it's not. But why? Why isn't that Nichush? So it's a, it's a very, it's Pashup Shat. Simple, but we just have to explicate it. Says the Abarbanel, Nichush or any of these is only when there's no logic to it. A black cat crosses my path, so therefore I'm not going to go out of the house today. This happens and therefore, which is totally haphazard and totally doesn't make sense. But if I say, says the Abarbanel, say other Mepharshim, if it rains today, I'm not going on the teal. Is that nichush? That's not nichush, that's normal. That's decisions based on reality. It makes a lot of sense. If she is an unbelievable balas chesed, she's the one for Yitzchak. That's not nichush. That's exactly what she was looking for. That's exactly what we're, how we're supposed to live our lives. Says the Abarbanel. Lefisha kol nichush ha'asur, source 11, u'bavash ha'asechel e'no more alav. Nichush that's asur is what intellect and logic does not dictate. Ki ma'ashe yigzar ha'adam, iderech ha'svara, e'in bo nechash. What's logical, that's not nichush. Ve'ein ze'ela ka'omerem yamte lomachar ezerad masi. If it rains, I'm going to plant some seeds. Eliezer knew that Yitzchak's life was very mushgach by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he knew that he was going to be successful uh, with Siat HaDashmaya. Uh, and he also knew that Mitas Tovos was what he was looking for most. And that's exactly what he got from Rivka. And that's exactly what he was asked to do, uh, what he asked from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So without reading the rest of the Abarbanel, we want to finish up. But uh, that's the Abarbanel. Again, the roots of it are already in uh, the other Rishonah on Mesefes Chulin. Let's just finish up with one question with three answers on the Haftorah. The Haftorah, Chayisara, as we know, what is the Haftorah for Chayisara? Chayisara is about the last moments of Sarah's life. The Haftorah is the last moments of David's life. Beginning of Sefer Malachim. Perak Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, 
David HaMelech is on his deathbed, and he's cold, and the story with Avishag, and Adonio, who is uh, a, a second son of David that's rebelling against him. At Yomoso, David didn't have Nachas. David HaMelech, we've mentioned this in the past, had one of the most, if not the hardest life out of any, but maybe not Eov. Okay, but besides Eov, assuming that Eov was a real person, right? Ten different opinions in Mesechus, blah, 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 blah. But David had a very hard life. The first Shmuel Aleph shows trying to kill him, and Shmuel Beis, he made a mistake, whatever the mistake was, and the rest of the Sefer is a punishment for that mistake. And even in the last parak, right, Adoniah, one of his sons, is trying to usurp the throne away from him, away from Shlomo. So what happens? We know the story. Bacheva comes in and says, David, you promised. You promised. It's from me. You promised Shlomo. And David says, you're right. I promised. It's going to be Shlomo. Don't worry about it. It's going to be Shlomo. I'm going to make sure it's Shlomo. The end of the Haftorah. The last Pasuk, actually, of the Haftorah. Bacheva bows down. She takes leave of David and says, thank you. Vatikot Bacheva Apayim Eretz Vatishtachu Lamelech Vatomer and she says Yechi Adoni Hamelech David Laolam. The King David should live forever, right? David Melch Yisrael Chayav Kayim. This is where it's from. Yechi Adoni Hamelech David Laolam. David, you should live forever. What what she trying to say? He's not going to live forever. She knows that he's he doesn't have too much longer. So what does it mean that she says David shall live forever? So three answers. The first two are given by the Ahavas Yonasan. The Ahavas Yonasan, Rav Yonasan Ibishitz, has many different Svarim. He has a number of Svarim on Chumash. He has one Sefer on Haftors. He has, goes through the Prakim of Navi on those. Ahavas Yonasan, that's the name of it, all about Haftor. So says Rav Yonasan Ibishitz, two answers. Two Pshatim. What does it mean? He's not going to live forever. What does she mean? Source 13. Pirish, Dein Malchus no Gas Bachaverta, Dikfarigia Asha Shlomo Yimloch. Bacheva knows, as everyone knows, that the second that it's time for a king to be the king, the ruler to be the ruler, that's it. That person takes over. Not a moment earlier, not a moment later. Dikfarigia Asha Shlomo Yimloch, it's time for Shlomo to live. Ubehakrach, you know what that means? David's gonna die. David dies, Shlomo lives. You know what Bacheva is saying to David? But if he lives while you're still alive, then you could keep living. The only reason you have to die is because you're the king and Shlomo's taking over. But if you make Shlomo the king now, maybe you could keep living. That's the bracha she's giving him and the insight she's trying to tell him. Imu Molech, the only reason you have to die is because, right, Kachot Hashem doesn't let two leaders. Imu Molech, Bachayi David Aviv. That's the secret message she's trying to say. Live forever. Make my son the king while you're still alive. Number one. Number two. Number two. You know what Bacheva is saying here? She's reacting to the rebellion. David, you know, parents live through their children. And if a child carries on the misora of the parents, it's as if the father, the parent didn't die. That's the shalshelas. Sifsosav dovavos bekever. If a child acts in an appropriate way, the parent is still alive through the child. Says Bacheva, Adonio was not following your path. But now that you have reiterated your promise to me that Shlomo is going to be the king, you will live forever. 
because you're going to continue living through Shlomo. That's exactly, she's telling him what it means. Ends off the Avas Yehonasan. Second idea. And finally, the third and final idea of the evening from the Briskara, from the Grizz. Says the Grizz, there's one line in the Rambam that gets overlooked. Maybe other lines, but one line we're going to focus on. We all know Yigdal. Yigdal is a shortened version of the, it's a song of the Animamans. Every line of Yigdal is one of the Animamans, the 13 principles of faith that the Rambam wrote. Good. Yigdal, what's the last, what's the second to last line in Yigdal? It's all about Mashiach. We're going to wait. It's based on the second to last one of the, of the Animamans. What's the Animamin? Animamin Munishlem, Vyasa Mashiach, Vyasa I wait for Mashiach and everything to come. I can't wait till he comes. Fine. But even the Animamin is a shortened version of the Rambam who wrote a whole paragraph about each of the Yesodos. In his Akdama Teperkhelek in Sanhedrin. In that Animamin, in number 12, there's one extra line. You had to make the Animamin into one line. You couldn't write the whole paragraph. But there's one part of the Yisod that's not written in Yigdal or the Animamin. Says the Rambam in Source 14. Yemos HaMashiach, We need to believe that Mashiach is coming. Velo Yachshov She'yisacher. And not to think, oh, whatever, he's never going to come. I'll wait for him. Don't try to figure it out, though. Don't try to figure out when Mashiach is going to come. It'll only lead to depression. It'll only lead to bad results. That's what's been proven over the past 2,000 years. Right? That's why Chazal says, Keep davening for it. Love it. Daven for it. So there's so much. So there's so much. So many tsaris physical, spiritual. We need to daven for it and we need to focus on it. But then he adds at the end, the last three lines, also part of this animamin is to believe who is Mashiach from Machus based David. But not only from Machus based David, from Machus based David through Shlomo. The Ramam has that as part of the Yisod. She'ein melech Yisrael elamiz beis David umizera Shlomo bilvat. That's it. It's not going through any other son of David Amelech. The Rambam has that as one of the thirteen principles, not only to believe in Mashiach and he's coming right away, but to believe that Mashiach is Mashiach ben David, but Mashiach ben Shlomo ben David. That's part of the Yisod. And if you don't accept that, that's kfira. That's heresy. It's like rejecting any of the other Yisodos. Says the Briskarov, that's possibly what Batsheva is telling us in the last line of the Haftorah. Now that you have verified and repeated and, and promised that it's going to be through Shlomo, now your Malchus is going to be forever because this is the destiny of Am Yisrael. It's to go through my son, Going back to you, going all the way back. That's the pshat. Quotes the Rambam. And he says it's also in part of the, in the Sefer HaMitzvahs. And he says, And he says, If Adoniah would have been Melech, David HaMelech's dynasty would have died out. Because it's not Mashiach ben David, it's Mashiach ben Shlomo. 
Ben David. It's gotta be through Shlomo. Also, Vizel Shamar Batsheva, after she gets the Haftacha, David Melch Yisrael Chayvikayim, Yechi Adoni Amelach, now you're gonna live forever. Now your dynasty is in place. Now that Shlomo Hamelech's kingdom has been established. That's a briskerah. That last line, you read it. You think, oh, Yechiyah. Right, it sounds like, you know, it's an important pasik. But the briskerah says it's one of the Yudgimali Karehamuna. So, halavai, that we should be zochet to see, to, to realize, to feel, to have the Mashiach, Ben Shlomo, Ben David, Bimheira, Viamenu.